Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. As per usual, we're going to talk about uh, these UFC activities. Um, first, I just want to mention I did one of my other podcasts yesterday, uh, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, uh, talking uh, not only UFC but WWE as well. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and I've posted quite a few videos on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. How you doing, Schwan? Not bad at all. And yourself? I'm good. I'm uh, getting ready to do this. Okay. So let's start with um, Saturday's UFC show and uh, uh, Verna Jandaroba. I don't know I didn't pronounce that correctly, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Uh, just basically smoked Felice Herrick with a first round arm bar and um you know felice looked unprepared and uh they said on the broadcast uh that uh her coach jeff curran was forced to close his gym due to COVID 19 and she has a new coach but she wasn't there with him either okay and so she basically didn't have a qualified corner she didn't have a coach who could really tell her what to do and stuff like that. And once they announced that on the broadcast, my response was, uh-oh, Belize is in trouble. Okay? Yeah, and, at, the, at the world class, it's hard to navigate without direction. Yeah, exactly. And basically, that's what happened because uh, Verna has uh, a world-class judo, Okay. She's not great at striking, so what Felice really needed to do was to keep her on the feet, and that didn't happen. It, she went straight for the takedown, and that was it. Uh, the thing I guess I was wondering about, um, you know, fighters pull out of fights all the time, but uh, have you ever heard of a fighter pulling out because uh, they had to change camps and stuff like that, and they're not qualified? They're not... Uh, no, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of such a thing. So... She it wouldn't it would have been bad form or probably would have got her in trouble if she had pulled out for that reason. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think that the UFC would have bought it, and they would have been like, "You're a professional fighter. You you wanted to fight. This is your job to manage that." Mm -hmm. If you would have told us weeks or months before, we could have done something. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying that if she had known about this a couple of months ago, uh, maybe she just didn't want to pull out, you know. But I think if, yeah. if she knew a couple of months ago. She could have said, listen, I, I can't do this fight because I don't have a proper coach yet. My coach had to close his gym. And I think they would have been okay with yeah. that a couple of months ago. Yeah, once again, the question becomes, why is a veteran fighter and a fighter who's dealt with the UFC for, what, two, three, four years now, five years, why wouldn't you seek to take take another line of approach with them? Well, she did. So she did, but he wasn't. he couldn't show up either. No, no. Well, like if you're just having problems where you have you had this many problems even early on, why just say, look, can we reschedule this? Can I be on another card? I just I want to put my best foot forward. I'm late yeah, in the game. That's I what I'm to, talking about. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking. talking about. As a veteran, why didn't you do that? I, I expect that from a fighter who hasn't been with the UFC, who hasn't competed in, yeah. in big organizations. The police has. She should know better. Yeah, I, guess. I, I would think. I Anyway, so that didn't last very long. So, I mean, I guess the question is, where does police go from there? 
I still the division she's in isn't particularly stacked. I still feel she she can win in the division. If nothing else, they can use as a journey a journey woman to to gauge who is good, who's qualified to take the next step up. She'll knock some girls off. She'll get beat by some girls. It's pretty much been the role she's been in, except for that one uh, hot, hot streak she was on where she was getting close to contention. For the most part, she's always been kind of a temperature gauger of, of I the think fighters she's, she's facing. I, I think Schwan, I think she's back to square one because she had such great chemistry with Curran. And, uh, you know, she he's not going to be there anymore. And I think that's a huge problem for her. Well, yeah, when you move to a new camp, you got to learn a new system. You have to adjust to how they do things. And when you're a veteran fighter, sometimes not every veteran fighter is open to new ideas. You could talk. I've, I've worked with fighters and they're this is what has always worked for me. This is what I do. And they don't they don't most MMA fighters, are not fans of the sport. They're not students of the sport. So they, they don't know the new adjustments in the sport, a new direction. They know what they know. They know what their coach tells them. And sometimes they don't want to listen. And that's why a lot of fighters plateau and stop progressing because they feel like what I've always done has been good enough. And it's like, you're on a two or three fight losing streak. There's what you always done. Isn't good enough. You need to try something else. So it's, it's a precarious position for her. Um, what's, what's concerning me about this performance was Felice is a veteran. And I would have thought she would have done some research on her opponent and she would have had a, a better plan for her opponent even without a corner, like she's just fought so many times at a high level. I don't, I don't know, understand why she just served herself up. Uh, I, I don't think she's that good. To be honest with you. You cannot be that. You cannot. You can be not that good, but just as a veteran fighter, there's certain things you should be aware of. There's certain things that you should be able to do. Like in, in, I know it's you, not MMA, but in boxing, you could have you could have a journeyman fighter who's not great. But he can take a, a young prospect rounds because he knows how to survive. He, he knows where his spots are. He knows he studied that opponent. She looked like she had never seen this woman fight in her life. Yeah, you have to watch tape and stuff like that, I think. And, and the thing you would learn about uh, uh, Verna is don't let her take you down because she's very good. You know, she has really good judo. You know, I, I mean, I just don't know if it's enough to get her. Uh, much farther than what she did in this fight because uh, I've seen her uh, in striking before and uh, she really needs to work on that. It, it, uh, but she just didn't, you know, it wasn't an issue, I guess. Oh, well, anyway, it was a bad loss for Felice, no question about that. Okay, the other fight on this show, we had um, uh, Lavinia Souza win over uh, Ashley Yoder by uh, unanimous decision, and one of the they announced during on the broadcast that Ashley Yoder has signed a new four fight contract. Why in the hell would they sign her to a new contract? She's, she was um, two and four going into the going into this fight. They need they need bodies. You can put her against lower level people. You can find wins for her, and she's attractive. No, you so can't. she kind of covers. Wow. Her. Okay, you just hit on the real reason. Okay, you just hit on the real reason. It's because she's attractive. Okay, it's the same reason Rachel Ostovich is in the UFC. Okay, because she stinks too. All right, and well. You know, listen, I don't have a problem with attractive fighters. I have a problem with attractive fighters who can't 
fight. You know, I don't. I don't think she's a great fighter. But I think a lot of that, a lot of her results come down to the fact that she. A lot of girls aren't great technical fighters. Jessica Andrade, for one, but they have a yeah. physical attribute that allows them to do a lot of damage. Ashley Yoder is a is a decent athlete, but she's not super strong. She doesn't hit super hard. She's not super fast, and that 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 makes her skills be exposed even more so. For her to truly be at her best, she needs to be razor sharp on her skills. And right now, she's still learning the game. She's still fresh in the fresh in, in the game. To be honest, she's not really seasoned. She's fairly. She's a decent athlete, and she's got good conditioning, and she's got some heart. But the fact of the matter is they need bodies, and they need people with some name recognition. She kind of fills the blank. Is she great? No. But she fills a need. They have a need. So let me ask you this question, okay? So she had a significant uh, uh, height advantage and reach advantage over, over her opponent. What the hell was she doing? Um... I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't really find Yoder to be the highest IQ fighter, and I feel that sometimes if she tries something early and it does, doesn't pay immediate dividends, but like she can't get traction immediately, oh, she'll oh, abandon. Oh, are you talking about when she took Lavinia's back and then fell off? Yeah, she she's she's gonna try to. It's like she doesn't really have an identity as a fighter, so she just throws things against the wall. Even if she would stick to one thing, she could probably get some traction, but she won't do it. She'll just be like, well, this isn't working immediately. Let me go to this. Okay, I'm long. I'll, let me throw a couple jabs. Well, that's not working. Let me just get in on the clinch. What? You know, yeah. it's, it's like she'll, she doesn't have an identity, so she doesn't know how best to attack an opponent. And I don't think she has the confidence in anything she's doing where she can stick with it if it's not paying immediate dividends. In the fight she's won, it was against opponents. It was against opponents who were equally schizophrenic in their identity yeah. or just so limited that she she could get she could build momentum. But when she can't build momentum, she just starts spamming stuff. Like whatever I can try. Yeah, but all her fights are close, mainly because she just she doesn't do enough. And and Lavinia's really not a whole lot better. Okay. Yeah, I have the same problem with her. She just doesn't do enough. And and um well, uh, when she was when she was when you, the, sorry, what was that? When you have a certain amount of physicality or athleticism, you don't have to do as much to get as much impact. And and Piotr and doesn't have it. Souza does. Other fighters who have some athleticism can get by with throwing 10 shots around because they can make it stand out. They can do something impressive, one or, one or two big things. Yoder can't. Souza was able to. Mm, I didn't like the fight very much, obviously. And And – what happened no, was uh, what happened was that Lavinia basically won the first two rounds. Uh, the first round pretty uh, decisively. The second round was closer. And then between the second and third round, uh, Ashley's coach on this occasion, which was uh, who was uh, uh, Kieran Fitzgibbon over at uh, Combat Sports Academy, he yelled at her, and she was better in the third round. So it was yeah. too late by uh, I thought part of it was her opponent was tiring. She's kind of a, a burst you. fighter. She fights in spots. And um, the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, given her opponent wasn't great technically, if Yoder just would have pushed a pace, and Yoder's capable of pushing a pace and building on one, she could have pulled away with the fight. She just doesn't I, have any confidence. She, Yeah, this is the thing. She was very, very tentative. And that's what Fitzgibbon was yelling at her about. You know, what are you doing? You know? 
you're you're facing you're facing a girl who's a good grappler and she's not a very good striker, but she's a she's a willing striker, an aggressive one, but she can't maintain a pace. If you can just keep busy, you're gonna wear her down. And if she would have pushed the pace a little bit earlier, she would have tired late in the first round. Yeah. And then she probably could have got the second and the third round. But Ashley Yoder does do not you, have do a think- defined do you think that uh, uh, a lot of it was the, the leg kicks? I think some of it was, but to a certain degree, even with the leg kicks, if, if you apply if you apply some pressure against a fighter who's not really good striking, they'll they'll stop throwing him. I mean, I guess, if she would have really tried that. If she would have entered on clinches or fired hard, like fight, because Ashley was sitting sit, sitting down on her punches a little bit. When you sit down on your punches and somebody's leg kicking, you have to throw hard to scare them off. Souza isn't a great defensive fighter. She's not even really a great scrambler. The minute she kicked her the second time, she went for a takedown. Not Even if you don't get it, you push the pace. And she's not a good enough striker to throw you off and start striking again. She'll throw you off and reset. So you push the pace. Even if you have to get beat up that first round, because in the second round, that's when she's going to be worn down and you can take over. Third round, you can just kill her. But, but she, by, it's but like she just doesn't time. have the confidence. I guess. I mean, now, um, uh, I wasn't impressed with Lavinia Susie either. Okay. The, the four fight contract just really stuck out in my mind. It's like, what the hell are they signing her to a contract like that for? That's crazy, man. Hey, I mean, it's like you have a jump, you have a, a company to hire somebody who's under, who underqualified, but they need people. Like maybe they stick, maybe they don't, but right now we need somebody in this chair. I guess. Now they've already announced yeah, yeah, was next. that tentativeness. Maybe if she gets enough experience, they figure she can get past that and she can make a run. I'm not saying it's it's likely. Listen, Schwan, Schwan, Schwan. Haven't we seen enough of her yet? That she's not. I'm not doing saying we have I agree with you on this, but as a fight, as a person in a promotion, it's your job to look over multiple avenues and angles to this, and there's slight chance that if she gets her confidence set and develops an identity, she can be functionally effective in the division. She's only losing close fights. Uh, a couple things go different. Her two yeah, and four but, could easily be her two and four could easily be four and two. Yeah, just by the nature so. of it. I don't know. You see, I think we've seen enough of her. You brought up the I, closeness though. You said yeah. it was close. It is close, but the point is She's not getting over the hump. Maybe they're okay. maybe they figured maybe she can't. And you know what? She's not good enough to get a new four fight contract. The only it's the whole sex appeal in with the thing we've talked about before. I know she's an attractive girl. That doesn't mean you sign her to a four fight contract for that reason. She has to be able to actually do something in the cage. And she really isn't very good at it. According to the people in power, it does mean you sign to work. Yes, I don't know. It's not the first time. You know. Anyway, now they've already announced uh, Lavinia's next fight. Eh? Uh, they did that yesterday. There, in November, she's going to be fighting Kanako Murata. Okay, and that ain't no easy fight. Okay. Yeah, she. That's a showcase fight for the, her opponent. She, yeah. She's going to win. She's going to lose that Conoco. She's going to lose that Conoco is a grade A wrestler. I mean, she knows what she's doing in there. Okay. Even so, if she's just a, even if she's a grade A wrestler and she's just an aggressive striker, 
I believe she could re- she can out wrestle her. I believe she can knock her out. You, you don't have to be great to get to Susan. Yeah, Susan's very limited. I, she, I, she, her uh, Kaneko is mainly a wrestler. Her striking is not great, but her wrestling is really good. Okay, I bet you if she go, if she, if she, I bet you if she brings heat, she can knock, she can knock Susan out. Susan's yeah, defense well, is we'll, terrible. Susan's we'll see. Dead. We'll see. We'll see. So okay, so now we have a third fight from Tuesday, uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, now that this week, remember last week the video uh, was not up, so I couldn't put it up. But this week, uh, I have put the video up on my blog, and I sent you a link. I don't know if you uh, watched the match or not. Uh, but yes, uh, I did. Okay, so it was uh, Cheyenne Bay how it's pronounced, uh, winning over Hillary Rose by unanimous decision. And I'll give you the spoiler alert right now. Cheyenne got a contract out of it. And, um, you know, I watched her uh, most recent fight in the LFA, and I thought she looked um, a lot better in this fight than she did in that fight. Okay, and first let me just tell you who the fighters are. Cheyenne uh, is originally from South Africa, and along with her husband, JP Buys, they moved to Dallas to train at Fortis MMA with Saif Saoud. So that's a, a, an up-and-coming, like, getting to really top gym. And uh, Hillary Rose is from the Boston area, Massachusetts, and she trains with Joe Lausanne. And she just didn't seem to have anything for uh, Cheyenne in this fight. When I watched the fight and I was watching Hillary fight, she seemed a little bit like it looked like she kind of fought like Joe Lazon to me. She was just a little bit better of an athlete, a little bit faster. <laughs> you were talking she, about that earlier. She was aggressive on the feet, but it was real. It was more flurries and combinations. And once she started getting countering countered, you started seeing the aggression kind of go away and her started to get defensive. And she tried to create scrambles, get takedowns. Basically, her striking was just get in a position to clinch or take down, create a scramble to finish with a submission, which is what Joe Lazon did. She came out really hard at first, and once she realized she couldn't bully her or impose her will, she got backed up, she got tired, and she just got worked over for the rest of the fight. It was literally watching a female. I thought, you know, I thought Cheyenne looked really good in this fight. Like I said, she looked better in this fight than she did in the LFA fight that I saw. Uh, which was her most recent I think fight. It had to do, I, I think it had to do with the opponent because, like, I, like, like I, said, would, Hillary, I would she, agree with that. Hillary, with Hillary that. didn't have much depth to her striking, and even though she's kind of quick, she's not a great athlete, and she's not very physical at all. So once she did, if she would have overwhelmed Cheyenne early with that flurry, because early she was getting to her, but once Cheyenne kind of adjusted it and started fi- firing back with her, she she had no weight. She can't fight off her back foot. She can only be aggressive. And Cheyenne wasn't going to let her when she started putting the right, left, high kick, knees entering the clinch, knees, leg kicks. She was just controlling the, the distance too well. And Hillary had no plan B. Her only plan was to survive and, and force a scramble and get a submission. The only thing that concerns me about Cheyenne is that in, the, in round three, uh, she could have got a finish. She, not, she, she knocked uh, Hillary down with some strikes. And instead of going for a ground and pound, which I think would have got her a finish, she decided to go after a, a rear naked choke, and I thought that was a big mistake. Um, not a huge mistake, but Paul Felder pointed that out as well. I'm sure Saeed noticed it, and uh, he'll make appropriate I think, corrections. I think the armbar earlier on scared her off, like when, when uh, she got caught earlier and she didn't want to risk giving a late 
blatant fight submission instead of and decide to play it safe. Levy, but I thought if she had done for gravity pound, she might have won that fight. Like uh, she might have got a finish out of it. Anyway, she got the contract, and uh, she she's got the looks and charisma that they're looking for. So I guess Dana White is happy. Yeah, right? fan friendly style to a degree too. Fan friendly style. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, her husband apparently is still going to be fighting again on the Contender Series, so we'll see how he does. Uh, I understand they had a fight set up and it fell apart, so they're going to try again. Okay, now we've got uh, two fights coming up on uh, Saturday's uh, UFC show, and uh, we want to go over those two. The first one is at flyweight, Maria Agapova versus um, Shayna Dobson. Okay, and Maria Agapova is from Kazakhstan, and she's now training at American Top Team in Florida. She's 23 years old. She made her, uh, she was on the Contender Series, I think it was last year, and uh, she didn't make it, and then she went back to Invicta, and she uh, was brought in uh, in June, and she beat Hannah Cyphers. So she got an easy win against Hannah Cyphers. So now she's officially in the UFC, right? And uh, Shayna Dobson uh, apparently is now training at Elevation uh, Fight Team in uh, Denver. She's still there? Or yep, she, I'm listening, moved? sir. Sorry? I know. I think she's still there. I think she still is. I think she's still there. Okay. So her problem is she's on a three fight losing streak. Okay. So, uh-huh. what do you think of this fight? Uh, the the hard part for this is I want to be I want to be a fan of Agapova because she she's young, she's aggressive, she's shown a pretty wide array of skills. But the fact of the matter is, they keep putting her in with girls who are either so athletically inferior, either being athletically inferior, smaller, or have such limited skill set that you really can't tell anything from her. It's almost like it's almost like they're building up a high train and you can't believe the high because she's, she's not facing people who can really test her past a certain point. Um, Dodson's another person. Dodson has some athleticism. She's got some, some makings of a solid boxing fighting style, but in a, in a mixed martial arts form, she's not a good enough wrestler or grappler. Now, maybe if she just had to focus on wrestling and grappling, she'd be able to put some resistance up. But when you mix it all together, she's just so disjointed in what she does that, it it hinders whatever athleticism or power she has and, and makes makes her really vulnerable as a fighter. I'm assuming assuming she had to take this fight because of her losing streak and because she yeah. doesn't really have the other qualities that, that keep you in the UFC, i.e. charisma, i.e. looks. So she has to take this fight. And I guess if she lands a lucky punch, she could win it because she she does have some pop. I don't and, and I don't she does see her I don't see her winning this fight. You know when yeah, she's she's just so outclassed in it. It's just there's too too many ways for Agapova to win this. Unless Agapova engage in a in a in a brawl, a stand in front of brawl, and then even then it's fifty fifty. Agapova would still probably beat her in that. Yeah, it could be. She could be on a one way trip to Palookaville. Okay, uh, well, so. she's been on that trip for a long time. Okay. Now the thing about I, the first fight that that Maria had is that was a short notice fight. Okay, I think they had two fighters drop out, and they had to put a fight together. Like Hannah Cyphers was a really short notice, like the same week or something. 
Anyway, so the other fight on this show is really interesting to me. It is Wait, one more question. One more question. I have a question. Oh. Akapova didn't she lost to somebody, right? Didn't she lose to uh did she lose one of her fights? That was on the contender series. Who she who did she lose to? I can't remember her name at the moment. I I, I just want to I, I want to say that when she lost the girl, the girl was a was a comparable athlete to her, and that was a big issue for her. I know it was short, but I, I remember her not being able to get to the positions and just physically dominate like she used to. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping in I'm a, not sure. Okay. I'm not sure because I, I just don't remember the, the girl's name. She didn't. I don't think no she problem. got a contract. I don't think either fighter got a contract. So that's the thing. It wasn't a great fight. Okay. The other fight on this show is at Strawweight, and it is Mizuki against uh, Amanda Lemos. Okay. Because I'm very familiar with Mizuki. Mizuki is uh, from Japan. She's 26 years old now. Believe it or not, she's been a professional fighter since she was 16 years old. Okay, so she's yes, very I do experienced. So she's very experienced. Uh, she's moved to the U.S. She lives in New York, and she now trains at Cerro Longo in Long Island. And, uh, you know, she was in Invicta a few years back, and then she had knee surgery. And uh, she's all recovered from that. She's looked very good in her fights. Now, in her UFC debut, she came in a, at a short notice on the China show last August, and she was fighting at flyweight, okay? And she still won the fight, but she said she was going back to strawweight. So strawweight is her, is her, um, um, is her, um, is her weight class. Uh, in her first fight, she had Algernon Sterling in her corner, along with her manager, Shuharada, translating. So she's a pretty well-rounded fighter. She's basically a kickboxer, but she does other things. She's learned other things really well. Like She's, she's a very good fighter. Amanda Lemos is somewhat similar to Amanda Rebus in the fact that Amanda uh, Lemos signed with the UFC in 2017 she lost at bantamweight to Leslie Smith, and then she had a two-year drug suspension. And uh, she returned last year, and she beat uh, a fighter named uh, Miranda Granger, who uh, um, and she smoked her. Okay, so I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting fight. I'm a big Mizuki fan. I've been a fan of her for several years. So uh, uh, let me get your thoughts on this one. Um, my thoughts are Lemos, she's, she, she's more of a physical athletic fighter. She's used to people being in, imposing her will with her physicality and her athleticism. Most girls can't hang with her and she's been able to basically bulldoze girls. Once she gets her hands on them, once she puts shots together on them, they kind of go away. Uh, when she fought an opponent who did not go away physically and could take her shots and put a pace on her, uh, she looks great for like a round, maybe, maybe half a round. And then was out hustled and just beaten from pillar to post when she fought Leslie Smith. Um, I don't think she's got the better skill set than um, Izuki, um, Mizuki, but she has a, probably has a size and a physicality and probably a, dur- a power and durability advantage. And that might be enough for her to put Mizuki in spots that she doesn't want to be in. Mizuki has a better skill set, but she's not a great athlete. She's not tremendously physically strong. And while she's fairly durable, I don't know how durable she is against somebody who can really punish her for mistakes she makes. 
on the plus side, the fact of the matter is she's pretty defensively sound. She has a good jab. She's dangerous in every area. She can wrestle a little bit. She can submit a little bit. She can box a little bit. But the question becomes what happens when she faces an opponent who physically can impose their will on her because that's who she's had the problems with. Girls who weren't yeah. nearly as skilled as her or as skilled, but just were big, tough girls who she couldn't get create space against. Because it seems like she likes to walk girls down, which is really not good when you're facing girls who who are that much bigger than you and, and pretty much refuse to be walked down. Well, uh, I think um, um, uh, moving to the U.S. has probably helped her quite a bit. Because she's probably getting better yeah. coaching. You know. Yeah, I, I think part of it, I, I think that's part of it. And I, I think I really expect to see some improvements from her. My, like I said, my, my concern is it's really hard to develop physicality and athleticism is something you kind of have or you don't. So I think every time she faces a certain kind of athlete, I'm going to have concerns about how she's going to do because she doesn't have anything to match it with. She doesn't have the power or the, or the physical strength. So it's like, what, what is she going to do in these circumstances? Yeah, I, I just think that uh, um, um, she can do a lot of different things. And I think that kind of uh, uh, helps her in certain situations. Anyway, I think her, it's. Uh, she's got a, I think it's. She's kind of like a female Rory McDonald, if you think about it. You no, know, that's true. That's true. But I, 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 I like her. I like her in this fight because um, um, she listens to her coaches. She, she knows what she's doing. Amanda, I'm not too sure about. I like. I, I said I think this is a, a lot stiffer competition than what we've seen her. Against. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda. Amanda hasn't. If you can. If you can push back against her, you'll have a chance against her because she's used to basically having it her way. The one time it didn't go her way, she lost. The question is, is Mizuki's defense enough and is Mizuki's physicality enough that when she gets in rough spots and she can navigate it and put a pace on her and extend her? She can extend her past the first round. I'm going to say Mizuki's got it. If she if she's having a real rough first round and really takes a beating, I don't know about that. So she's got to be able to max navigate it and minimize the damage Lemos does and kind of make Lemos work because Lemos her she'll gas. She's just that kind of fighter. She doesn't have the, the poise or the technique. Yes. Yeah, I just think that Mizuki's at a higher level than we've seen against this girl in the past. I think that's what's going to make the difference. All right. Anyways, those two fights are Saturday at the UFC show. It's a busy weekend this weekend. Okay, we've got not only the UFC show on Saturday, but uh, at the same time is the NXT Takeover show. Uh, which I have to, there's one match on there I really have to see, which is, of course, Joe Shirai against uh, uh, Dakota Kai. So what I normally do sometimes is I will record the NXT TakeOver show, and after I finish with UFC, I watch the match I need to see on the TakeOver show, and also Sunday to SummerSlam. So what's going to happen is I'm going to have all these videos coming up on, on my blog every weekend. So uh, stay tuned for that. And... Um, you know, uh, it's a busy weekend, man. What can I tell you? Yeah, it seems like you got a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah, well, we'll get it done. So um, that's about it. You got anything else you want to say or uh, anything else you want to address? Um, not really. I just want to thank everybody who listens to the show. Once again, thank you for letting me be a part of it. It's really fun to give the uh, ladies some of the attention they generally don't get from a lot of podcasts who don't discuss women's mixed martial arts in depth 
or who, who have enough knowledge of women's mixed martial arts to, to speak on it intelligently. I know some people don't like your delivery or what you say about these fighters, but you've done enough research and you've watched enough of their fights you make these statements. You're not somebody who's just seen one fight and, oh, well, this is my opinion. You've watched them over a period of time. You've given them That's respect in right. time. So that I respect you for doing that, and I hope more people will understand that you really know what you're talking about. You've done the research to make these comments. You're not just talking just to be popular or make a, make a wave to get attention. It's really what you believe and what you think. Yeah, I don't really uh, talk technically about fighting very much because I don't know enough. But uh, I know what I'm. I know what I want to. I know what I want to see. Yeah. Well, you know what you want to see, and like I said, you actually watch. But I've had people who comment technically, and I'm like, that's true. But if you've only seen one fight, you really don't know. Somebody who's watched multiple fights or years of this person has a better grasp than you have. You might have more technical grasp, but as an overall grasp as a fighter and where they started from and where they're at. You don't know because you've only watched one fight, and it's hard to make assessments when you've only had such limited exposure. So you you yeah. you you supported them in watching them and analyzing them and doing a show about them. Not everybody can say that. Yeah, you'll notice none of these people who don't like what I have to say will approach me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is also true. So, you know, I don't care. The only opinion that really counts to me is mine. Okay, and so we kind of go back and forth. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. I don't take it personally and worry about it very much. You know, so like I said, I appreciate it. Okay, well, that's about it. Uh, That's about it for today. As I said, once again, uh, got a bunch of those uh, fight videos up on my blog. Uh, and so check it out at frankie316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my or my podcast, you can leave them in English voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.